All right, welcome back to the Self-Evident Podcast, our day of prayer and fasting. We're back here. You got Mike, you got Massey, beautiful as always. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm dying because I haven't eaten. I, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm f- I, so I go home. I'm good. I, I go home for the break and I walk in the door and it just smells heavenly because what has my wife been doing? Baking fresh blueberry muffins, like the big, big old honkers. Did she not get the memo that we're like... No, she knew. She knew. I think she did on purpose. Mike's wife, bad move. Because <laughs> I don't know if you ever said her name. Bad I've move. I've said her name. Yeah. Oh, Melissa. But bad I appreciate move. it. I appreciate bad it. Move, Melissa. Yeah. But, yeah. How hey, dare you? Hey, send me a couple of them, would you? She. So this is her, right? We've talked about how she bakes stuff and go. First she, off, your wife is amazing. She's okay. a saint. She is. I mean, she's <laughs> like makes me feel bad about myself by her goodness. So she decided she was going to bake uh, muffins for the the um, the level where Judah was born at the hospital, the pregnancy level. Yeah. So she went and brought muffins to all of them. It's, I can't believe you think that. I, I barely even wave at my neighbors. <laughs> and here you are, like, bringing people... It's just wrong. <laughs> From six it's just months wrong. ago, muffins. Anyways, because <laughs> she loves. Since we that's love what you, she does. Uh, oh, okay, so welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate it, guys. We're gonna do dose more hours um, for you, prayer and fasting, and I hope you're getting something out of today. I I actually did go and spend some time in the quiet place. Uh, spent some time with the Lord. Actually got a request uh, to pray for healing for somebody um, over the phone uh, through text. And so I was doing that and just it was a good time. And it wasn't one of those like knocked out on the floor, see Jesus moments. But it, it was good to just separate out and spend some time quiet with the Lord. So I hope you guys got to have something like that. Something. Something. <laughs> I, I hope you'll get something. Uh, was that racist? That's bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you went to race on that, but that worked, apparently. Anyways, um, this afternoon, we are going to talk about fasting a little bit, because we did talk about prayer at the beginning of it. We're going to get into some prayer. We'll get into some historical stuff. And if you guys have questions, you've got comments, you've got something you want to talk about, by all means, post it up. That's what we're here for. If you want to have a debate, Go ahead. We might not entertain you for too long, but go ahead and post it up. We're here for the prayer requests. We're here for the testimonies, whatever you want to share. How's your fast going? That's a good question. How is your fast going? Are you are you learning anything? You gain anything? Getting any insight? Um, you're struggling because I know some of us are. It's okay. Keep going. You can do it. Uh, and of course, Massey and I are going to spend some time in prayer. Yeah. Mass, how you doing, bud? I'm good. Uh, just got out of a really cool meeting um, that w- was was pretty, it was just awesome. It was awesome to be in the Lord. So I haven't had time, this is just honest, to do quiet time, but I was ministering. So like, same thing, you know, pretty much. No, it's not. It's not. Um, but it just how awesome and faithful God is to people to 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 give them the encouragement they need to move forward 
So God is faithful, man, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I'm doing okay in the sense that there's more to do, right? Um, God's faithful, and I'll keep saying that. God's faithful. There's there's so much to, to pray for in this country, this nation, what we're doing um, on, on, on all fronts. And I'm more excited that the prayers of the righteous, the, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. That's the scripture. And so we're hanging on to that. We're yeah. knowing that God's going to move, and he is moving already. Um, we do have an anointing on, on, our, on as, as the body of Christ um, to those who are submitted to the Lord, have an anointing to break the yokes of bondage, to do, and that's that comes from God. That's not, that's the crushing and the pruning and the purging and all that stuff. That's what God does to his servants. And so I'm just happy to do this, um, this whole podcast. And uh, you know, it's funny, man. It, you were telling me about the numbers on the other platforms. And I'm thinking, you know, dude, Facebook eventually is going to die. You know, it just it has will. to. Because yeah. nobody's really like, nobody likes being censored. So they're going to pull off eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it's just going to be like MySpace again. Yes, I, I fully wholeheartedly believe that. Um, and... I like seeing that Rumble is kind of going through it right now because it's bringing attention to Rumble and those people who maybe didn't didn't see enough to move over seeing what again YouTube and Facebook are doing all the time they're yep. like okay I'm done I'm sick of this right I know I've been starting to migrate over to Rumble where more and more I'm catching myself to say okay can I do this on YouTube or can I do this on on Rumble and so if I'm streaming music, I'm looking for, like, the the majors that I like, I'm on Rumble now, you know? Every once in a while, I'm on YouTube for some type of video. But I'm making that migration because it's like, I don't want to give YouTube my support, especially for hours a day if I'm streaming music, you know? Right, right. I think, too, like, Facebook, what makes it relevant is, you know, buying up Instagram, buying up all these other things like WhatsApp and, you know, like, right. all that stuff. And um, I know that platforms are finicky and different but we don't care we're going to keep doing what we do and eventually the algorithm will break and do what it does and you know uh we you know again we could have tons of views if we were talking about things that didn't that just brought views for the sake of views that's ridiculous you don't need to know my take on taylor swift and travis kelsey (laughs) if you want to know it just put it down in the comments i'll tell you it's none of your business right why is this such big news? Can somebody tell me, like, why does this matter? Why do I care who's dating? Because who? entertainment, baby, doesn't make entertainment. sense. Entertainment, entertainment. You're right, but ah, it doesn't make sense to me. It ain't none of my business. I don't care, man. Anyways, so we're here for the Lord. Like, we're we're here to do that. Um, you know, indictments and Trump and Vivek and DeSantis and. All that other stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those things, obviously. You know, we've got our take on that. But you know, we don't talk about things that don't matter, really. We're, we're really focused on what the Lord is doing, what he's going to do, what he's done in the past, which gives us hope and encouragement of what he'll do in the future. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, man. He don't change. He can't lie. And so if he's given us a burden, then we're going to continue that burden. Right. I don't care if I reach one, five, you know, or 5,000. We're going to keep doing what we do. And so... Again, God's faithful, and we'll continue to preach the gospel everywhere we go, one way or another. And souls will be transformed. And to the again, to 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 a, a an investor or donor, it's like, you know, you guys should be really, 
we're doing what we're doing and we need to we need to stay doing that right you know and we feel called to go a certain direction and and we get people who go, oh you guys need to do that or you guys should do that or you guys should teach this or you should teach that i i get your heart i do i get your heart but should we but but should we just go along the line of what totally makes sense in the world's eyes or do we continue to stick with what we feel the lord's put on our heart bingo and we say that to all of you of stick with what the lord's put on your heart and it may not make sense to the world you know what i'm noticing what i have red eyes what do you mean my eyes are bloodshot <laughs> tired yeah i'm just tired. i'm not really <laughs> tired no it's my contacts oh is it cuz i've been you know washing them yeah. taking them out and uh, I think they're old. I probably had these contacts for like eight months, and they're they're like I six they're, month disposable or something like that. Oh, are they? I okay. think so. Yeah, they're not I always, dailies. I always get the two week ones. Oh so yeah, it's supposed to be like two weeks, and then get rid of them. Although I usually end up spending a couple of months with them before I end up getting rid of them. That's a real. That's a real um uh, um admittance of 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 uh, what's the word? That's a real admittance of guilt. Humanity. <laughs> guilt. <laughs> I'm guilt for how long I wear my contact. Anyways, no, thank Any you again. Hoose. Guys, thank you again for tuning in. Um, we're so grateful and excited that you're here. Uh, leave a comment down below. We'll continue to to reach out to you guys, pray with you guys, pray for you guys, all that other stuff. But let's talk about what we, we were gonna talk about fasting, right? Yeah. And 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 what that is. And um with 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 prayer, that's one thing, but fasting. Why why do we fast, dude? Why why do we fast? What what is the purpose of fasting? You know, we got a lot of the gurus and the health gurus now saying, no, fasting is really important for your health and your body, and it cleanses out the and it's like Christ probably, you know, Christ knew all that. Jesus, right. God knew all that. That's just included in your spiritual walk that the health benefits kick up. Like you being obedient to God, your health does well. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's funny because fasting isn't uh, a burden or a chore it shouldn't be anyways it's a no we should do it because it's like prayer it's like breathing it's some of those things that god through christ commanded us to do that fast you know and, and pray and seek the lord and um you know david fasted i mean there's so many old testament examples of fasting jonah you know the yeah. the, the whole city of nineveh fasted so fasting is really important so let's talk about it and i i do want to make that point that like you said, isn't it funny that the spiritual practices end up being healthy for you, whether it's prayer slash what the world would call meditation? But when you're deep in prayer, it is a form of meditation yeah. in a way. Um, fasting, more and more the research is coming out. Oh, it's actually good for you to fast regularly. And there's a saying that I love that um, the the scientists and the philosophers will climb the mountain of truth and they'll finally get to the top and realize the theologians were sitting there the whole time. And that, that's really what it is, is isn't it funny that when science finally comes around to the truth, it just so happens to align with what, what yeah, yeah. faith has been saying for thousands of years. And fasting is one of those things. And I, I think we in the West have totally forgotten about fasting. Truth. Probably because it means we have to put our flesh into subjection. Just saying. Right, 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 Just right, 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 right. Wait, I got to be hungry all day. Mm. And that's that. That's that <laughs> thing, man. Do do you do you 
do you mortify the deeds of the flesh like the Bible says to do? Do you feed your spirit? Do you feed the soul? Do you feed on the things of God? You know, and when you do, it's easier because it, um, I heard this preacher say this. He said, sacrifice can never replace obedience. People know how to sacrifice really well. Good works. Yeah. But obedience is what he wants, not your sacrifice. Sacrifice in place of obedience is actually dead works. Sacrifice with obedience is blessing. Right. right? So like when you feel the nudge to fast, ask the Lord how to do that. Hey man, I'm afraid. And these guys are talking about going to, you know, three days, ten days, all day. Ask the Lord and He'll give you the strength and the grace to walk in it. You know, like none of us who took on a calling of God, well, at least I hope you listening ever said, yeah, I could do that. Right. No, we were probably all like, no, I can't do that. There's no way. There's no way I could do that and do self There's no way I can, you know, reach the masses. There's no way people would even listen. But I didn't call me to this. He called me to this. Therefore, if he called me to this, I must walk in the thing he called me to do. I didn't ask to do all this stuff. He just brought it. So therefore, he has to perform it because it's what he called to do. Cool. I just have to rest, trust, and keep clean and do what I do and make sure that I'm, you know what I mean? So fasting is one of those things. And fasting really does break down. And and I'm going to start with Isaiah 58 because it's exactly where I wanted to start. Um, He says this, verse 3 through 7. He said, why have we fasted, say they, and you have not seen it? This is the children of Israel like, I've done everything you wanted me to do, Lord, and you haven't (laughs) answered a thing, and you're so unjust, but, you know, you haven't seen it. He said, we, why have we humbled ourselves and you've not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. You know what I noticed about that is when I read the days of prayer and fasting from the, the last, uh, um, earlier this morning, notice how at the end of each pro- proclamation of prayer and fasting that I did, each one said, we're asking you to refrain from your works and from leisurely activity today. Yes. So it wasn't about you. It was about the Lord. It was right. about submitting to God, being in prayer. All those things had nothing to do with you. So he says here, you, you do as you please and you exploit all your workers. While you fast to try to see, you, you make everyone else work. You make everyone else. No, help them. Cause them to do the same thing. Watch this. He said, you're fasting, verse 4. And you can you do your no, commentary, no, no, no. right? Go, go. Your fasting ends like in quarreling and strife. And in striking each other with wicked fists, you cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. In other words, when you're fasting, you're not changing. You're doing it as a sacrifice. You're mad. And I notice this too. You ever notice when you go out, uh, when, when you go out and fast or you do something in, uh, in sacrifice and not obedience, you're angry with doing it, like yeah. giving. So when you give to the Lord, let's just, I'm just throwing an example of giving. I'm going to give an offering. And dang it, I'm doing it because, you know, the church is asking and I'm going to need to do it. And I got to, and you, all of a sudden it's like, Lord, but I gave. Yeah. Instead of, I give, do what you want, Lord. You, you see what I'm saying? You grit your teeth. And, yeah, you and, grit your oh, teeth. Fine, I'll and give so it. what he's saying here is you, you're wicked. Like you, you, you're still angry. You're still, you haven't changed. You thought fasting was for me to move on you when it's really to move you to stop. Yeah. And, and, and to receive from me and to understand that maybe it's you that needs to change. I don't need to change God. You know I mean? he, and he's pointing out this heart position, right? Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. Your heart position is wrong. So by the end of it, when your flesh is fighting with you yep. and you've been through it and you're tired, it's like, 
you didn't have the strength to complete because your heart position isn't right. Oof. What'd you actually get out of it? No, you sacrificed eating for a day. That's that's what that's really pointing Whoop to in that do. thought. Right? You know, Whoop-de-doo, right? And and he says, you know, is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Oof. Oof. Think about that. Okay, so you picked one day to humble yourself. That's 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 good it. for you. You know, that's yeah. it. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Literally. I'm so hungry for you, <laughs> Lord. Okay, it's six o'clock. Where yeah, me? Dang, let's go. Yeah. Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Dang. Dude, listen to the challenge of that. <laughs> Is not this the kind of fasting Woo. I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice Come on. and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? A whole different fast. Right. So verse 6. Let's read that slowly. Okay. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? In other words, pay attention because this is how your fast should go. To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. No, stop. Look at look at what he does. He actually he says to to loose the chains of injustice and to untie the cords of the yoke. What he's saying there is first we have to loose the bonds of injustice and untie the yoke. And then the next sentence is awesome, right? Then he explains what loosening the cords of injustice does and what loosening the yoke does. To set the oppressed free. Bingo. And break every yoke. So I'm oh, gonna untie good, I'm gonna untie the yoke and break it. I'm going to loose the bands of injustice and set them free. Dude, so, that's so you, good. That's we so keep good. saying, oh, Lord, set them free, set them free. No, Lord, unloose the bands of injustice. Make their wicked eyes accept the light. Make them understand that your glory is here, Father. Open their eyes. So what he's saying here is, I'm not just going to undo the bands of injustice. I'm going to set them free. I'm not only going to loose the bands of a yoke. I'm going to destroy that yoke. That's what a fast does. It does two things. It causes people to realize the yoke that they're under and so he can come in and destroy it. And that's the beauty of a fast. That's the beauty of what he was trying to do and teach us in this fasting. <clears throat> think about that because I, I think we tend to think, well, I'll just fast and then something will happen. The fast is to start that process of untying, loosing the chains, right? So this is a, a progression loosing the chains, untying the yoke, this process of tearing down those strongholds to set the oppressed free. Then it goes forward. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Do you notice the selfless thinking in all of that? But it's the same. It's the same context, right? He's saying here, share your food with the hungry and to provide with the poor, to provide the poor and wander with shelter. Then he says, what happens when you give them food? You see the naked and you clothe them, right? Right. So it's like it's almost like a a, a cause and effect. And your heart position, because you're fasting to 
loose the chains of injustice, Dude. to break the cords, right? What are your actions actually going to be? Because that's your heart in that fast. Your actions are going to be to feed the feed the hungry, to bring the homeless into your home, to clothe the naked, right? Your actions all of a sudden mirror and match what your heart is. Notice right before that, he was saying, you end your fast with quarreling and strife, striking each other with wicked fists. Yeah. The heart position produced the action. You have to make sure your heart position is right for your fast. He continues, then your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery, your recovery, what you need will speedily spring forth and your righteousness will go before you. Ooh, Jesus. So your heart position produces your action, which then produces the result. Ooh. The glory yes, of love. the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, <sighs> the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be water like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. That's it. And we talked about that last day of prayer and fasting. We're praying and fasting because we want to see the wall repaired. We want to see the old foundations brought back. In our nation, we want to see that rebuilding happen of what our nation was, one that respected and honored God, put him in his proper position. Were they perfect? Not by any means. But it doesn't mean that they didn't have the heart of, we want to respect and honor the Lord. We've got to get our heart position right during the fast. And we've, that produces action, which produces result. God's looking for that right heart position. Just like Massey was saying, it's not just sacrifice. Because sacrifice you can do without ever having love. But sacrifice and obedience... Being obedient to the sacrifice you're being asked to make Amen. is an act of love. Because Christ even talks about what is love? Abiding. Abiding in Him. What's abiding? Obedience in Him. It's unifying with Him, His will, not your own. That's the ultimate act of and a, love. And abiding is really yielding to Him, too. Like yeah. I, Me abiding in Him, I can do nothing about that except what He puts on me to do. Like yeah. seeking Him, loving Him trusting him, you know what I mean? All that. So it's like abiding, it's like a tree. A limb doesn't have to do anything to be in the tree. It's already there. Well, the Bible says we've been engrafted into the vine. That's abiding. I've been grafted. Okay, Lord, so I need that sap then. I need mm -hmm. that Holy Ghost. I need that I need that thing, that will from God to do what I'm called to do. And a lot of that is in Scripture. You just find out in Scripture. And so when we're reading this, we're talking about what fasting does what it what it should be and all these other things and um the more i fast the more i understand how much of me needs to go right yeah. how much of me needs to die how much of me needs to 
fall off, if you will, and and be cast off, and how much is 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 being purged in the moment, and um, and I and I find the more I pursue holiness, the more I find that He reveals the wickedness in me to purge out, mm-hmm. because I'm going to a holy place. Therefore, He's revealing like you're not that holy, son. Jesus makes you holy, so praise God. So now remove the defilements that keep you from me, right? So that's what's really cool about fasting. It can reveal so many things in you and uh, people around you. I have fasted for people before, uh, like taking them to task in, in prayer. And I can't always say that when I'm doing a fasting for someone that I get anything, but it's a good discipline for me, and it's a good discipline for them, and you know, hopefully they join in. If they don't, that's not on me. I'm just going to fast for them, you know what I mean? And, so, and who knows what you did in the spiritual realm yeah. through that fast, even if you Jesus. didn't feel something, right? And that fasting really is a stepping out of outside of yourself. And it's so easy to go, eh, kind of hard, don't feel like it. I mean, I've done it, right? Ah, I should fast. Ah, I don't feel like it. But that's... That's where you step over yourself. You submit the yeah, flesh, but right? you're pretty disciplined yourself in your yeah. own right. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. disciplined. You know, like, you know, and I'm not discounting what you no, said. No, I hear you. We all do it. We're like, I don't want to fast. I didn't do that. You know, I don't want to do that. And how many of you guys are fasting today? And if you're not, are you going to fast now? I mean, even if it's for a half the afternoon. Right. Just, Lord, I'm going to put it all down today. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to skip dinner and I'm going to yeah. spend time with you, Lord. Or I'm not going to drink that. I'm not going to eat that, you know, that thing. I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to spend time with you, right? Because isn't it funny, right after Isaiah 58, he talks about the Sabbath. Ooh. He talks about have joy in that day. Don't, don't do anything selfish for yourself. He Fasting went into Sabbath. Yeah. That's important. And then right after that, he says, well, here's where your sins are. Your iniquities have separated you between you and your God in Isaiah 59. So you're seeing all these things like play come into play, and really what it was is a call to holiness. It's just a call to sanctification. Jesus even talked about fasting, Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18. He said, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure. Man, remember, we just read Isaiah 58. Uh, they, they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Look at what I'm doing for the Lord and the sacrifice I'm doing for Jesus and my my poor carcass is being burned in the sky in the scorch of the earth. You know, no, it's like really like, um, it's it's about. I trust God has me through this. I'm going to rely on the strength of Christ. I'm going to keep being a Christian. I'm going to love one another as myself. I'm going to abide by the grace of God and the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to continue to walk this thing out because that's what I'm supposed to do. Amen. But Jesus is saying, don't do it like the hypocrites. Don't show don't 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 go out there and parade the fact that you're fasting. I, I don't think it's wrong to talk about it, but like when you're like, oh, I just don't know if I can do it. You draw attention to yourself instead of Christ. You draw attention to yourself instead of Jesus. Exactly. You, you see what I'm saying? And then he says here, truly I tell you that they have received their reward in full. You know what he's talking about? They've received their earthly attaboy. <laughs> what he's saying there is you won't get one in heaven. You've already got your reward on earth. If you want all the compliments and you want all that stuff for what you do here, that's all you're going to get. If you do it in secret, though, God will reward you in heaven and openly. That's what, that's what it means. If you're doing works and, and giving and all these other things, and look what I did for that person, I can't wait to get noticed, and you do it for the likes and the clicks. This is, this is true. If you're doing ministry for the likes and the clicks, you'll, that's your reward on earth. 
It is. True. We, don't, we don't do social media much. We're not good at that stuff. We're not yeah. social media-ites for self-evident. pounding social media, and there's so a reason you guys, for that. So if there's people out there that want to help us do that, let us know. Make it in the comments below, because we're not that kind of people, you know, and, and maybe we should be. I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to shut that out. Yeah. But we're we don't want a reward here. Our reward's not here. And I think we're not about the likes. I, I think that reward also is result. So think about ah. the, the heart position and the person who's doing it all for the show. They're not going to be doing Isaiah 58, right? They're not going to be having the correct heart position, the correct obedience to the Lord. No, it's about them. It's selfish. So of course, what are they going to be wanting? They're not going to be wanting to really loose the bands of injustice for those and, and feeding the hungry and all of that. Lord, give me. Lord, I want. Lord, I should. Right? It, it all works in tandem. So not only is it you're not going to get the reward in heaven for the, the fast that you're doing. You're going to get your praise on earth. But I think it also means spiritual result, spiritual reward, that if you're fasting properly with a right heart position for the Lord, for those who are in need, then strongholds will be pulled down. Amen. If you're fasting in the wrong position, wrong heart, all of that, no strongholds are going to get pulled down. Amen. Yeah, Because the Lord's not going to honor something that's not honoring, something that's not righteous, you know? And so he continues, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's that same idea as do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Same idea as go into your quiet place, your secret place for prayer with the Father who will hear you in secret. Notice these, yep. these practices... Christ again and again says, do it in secret. Don't do it as a show. Don't, don't crawl through the office because you're just so hungry you've been <laughs> fasting, right? <coughs> like, if somebody asked you, hey, you want to go to lunch? All you got to say is, can we, can we pick another day? I can't today. And, and I'm not saying so, you know, be false humble of like, yeah. uh, Pick another day. I've got a reason I can't tell the you. The Lord has betrothed me to fast today. I cannot right. go to eat today. But if you heathens want to go out, please do. I shall remain on my perch <laughs> in my office, reading my Bible and declaring the promises of God over myself. <laughs> it makes me think of Rick, uh, you know, when he's sitting with somebody. Um, excuse me, we're praying and fasting here <laughs> till lunch. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But it, <laughs> I love Rick. Uh, I love that man. Uh, if somebody's like, hey, let's go to lunch. I can't today. Oh, come on. Come on. I, I'm fasting today. Yeah. You don't have to hide it from people. Just be, you can Just be, be honest. honest. But, yeah. but don't, oh, I'm fasting. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I, there's so much to it's it. The heart, you know? like, it's the heart, dude. It's the heart. Yeah, totally it's the is. heart. Hey, boys, when you switch cameras, don't get me when I'm coughing, wiping my nose and every move that I make. <laughs> I've noticed Nathan, it's my son, my my yeah. my uh, 12 year old. He's amazing. But all of a sudden it's like I notice that when I'm like coughing or something, I was, I was like, yeah, and I'll cough. And because he sees me move, he quick. And so I'm coughing on camera, which fellas, he's, 
He's on top you. of moving. I love you though. He, he's on top you of switching. It. That's good. He That's is, funny. dude. He's oh no, he's amazing. Funny moments right there. <laughs> <laughs> I really did that in. What happened? What did we lose? We lose me? Lose you? Nope. Uh, what happened? He, he tried the third angle. That's what uh, it was. No, oh. he kept switching, but it went black out for a second. Oh, really? Yeah, that's crazy. Dun, dun, that's dun. weird. Well, the the yeah. fun abounds. It's fun. It's fun, guys. Um, it's not about us, but it is. It kind of is. <laughs> Make sure the camera Dude, is on us. I've snotted in the ca- like in the microphone four times now. I've coughed in it a couple times. When I get done on a rant, I go. <laughs> What is wrong with I, me? I can't There's wait. no professionalism here. I can't wait for the audio listener. They're you know driving in the car and all of a sudden they just <laughs> there's, there, yeah. Where's the where's the professionalism here? Where's the where's the stuff? Uh, someday we'll find it. I think we should probably spend a little time in prayer right now. I don't know. I, I think now is probably our chance. You, have you read her comments? She yeah. said the Lord reminded her to fast this morning. That's I love awesome. that. I love That's that. Cool. I appreciate Victoria. That. Keep going. That's amazing. God bless you. And if there's anything we can pray for, let us know. Again, guys, if you have prayer requests, let us know. We'll we'll pray it. And if you don't want us to pray it on air, that's cool. Let us know that. We don't have to do that. Send us an email if you'd rather. But we're here to pray. We, He and I, we're here to pray for you. We're here to help. You got questions about theology stuff, about life, about culture, whatever. We're here for you. I do think I want to talk a little bit and then we'll get into prayer. Our big reason for starting these days of prayer and fasting, and we talked a little bit about it early on, and so often when we watch the world, we watch the nation, we complain. And we sit there in the armchair and we go, it's all going wrong, it's all, it's all the Democrats, it's all the liberals, it's those crazy blue-haired feminists, it's all them. It's us. It's us. It's all of us. And there is a minority that the Lord can use to win. And that's a beautiful thing. And it reminds us of the fact that we don't need the majority. We don't have to win all of the worldly battles that we see them winning. What we need is the Lord and reliance on the Lord. We need faith in the Lord. And the Lord will move mountains. The Lord is the one who will get the job done. And one of the ways for us to recognize that is through prayer and fasting. And early on, straight from the colonies, they were focused on prayer and fasting. And I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's one of my favorites. Uh, One of the colonies, they were starving. They had had a drought for two weeks. Their crops were not coming in. And what they do, instead of trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we reroute water? How do we find this new crazy awesome system? How do we, how do we go to cannibalism? Whatever. They figured out we need to pray and fast. Yeah, let's seek the Lord. So they humble themselves before the Lord. They pray and fast. They realize there were some issues within the in the community that needed to get solved. They were not being reliant on the Lord like they knew they should be. Sure. As soon as they repented of that, the accounts say a small a soft rain started to fall. And it rained for the next couple of days, watering the crops without washing them out. It's the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Yep. Through your obedience and your reliance yep. on him. 
we don't tend to believe he's actually going to do it. It's true. I mean, I'm, I've been there. Yeah, absolutely. And so funny because he's performed it so many times. Right. Right. We were just talking about this a couple of days ago about, and this is, yes, we're open. We'll fill you in. Yeah, we'll tell you. We were struggling there for a second. It was, and we'll, we'll shoot straight with you because we're going to talk about this later. This isn't about us. This is about fasting. But we struggled with faith, like, which, Lord, will you, will you do it? You know, will you do it? And I had a dream about it. Um, and I don't dream. Mike knows. He's known me for 13, yeah, more than something that. Something like that. I think more than 13, that, yeah. Yeah. 13, 14 years. I don't dream very often. And when I do, it's like, okay, that's pretty significant. So I had a dream, had it prayed over, interpreted, and it was the Lord providing. And wouldn't you know it, man, that day, just like, bam, God did it. And it wasn't that he wouldn't, you know what I mean, like provide. It was just that momentary lapse of, I should, why? Why do I doubt? Why do I doubt him? Mm. He always does it. He always performs it. Why do I doubt? So never doubt. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Our flesh is weak. And, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving myself an excuse. It was wrong. So we repented. We were yeah. like, no, Lord, this isn't right. We trust you. You call this ministry, you'll provide for the ministry. Yeah. And he did it, man. Like, it was so cool. And uh, God's faithful, man. God's so faithful. And how can we not want to fast him? Just like that Samuel Adams thing I read, he created an entire independent nation. Can't we just take a day to thank him? Thank you. And we repent of our sins. And But thank you for what you've done in your providence. Man, that's us, buddy. And that repentance carries. It totally carries. And it does so much more than we tend to give it credit. There's not there's not a whole lot of talk about repentance these days. And I understand why. There's there's a lot of different aspects to talk about. But repentance is really important. It really is. Cuz you're realizing your position. You're realizing the truth about where you're at with God. And I'm noticing in my own life and other people's lives like I said earlier, there's a burning away that's going on, a consecration. Well, part of that consecration is repentance for the compromises and the the sins. And like he was talking about, our faith matters. Our faith level matters. And we, we had to repent of the, the yeah. questioning, the doubting of the Lord. Yep. And you may not, well, why should I have to repent for small faith? Because he deserves so much more faith than we give him. Dude, if he, and he even wrote about it. If, if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground, come on, man. He sees the very numbers on our head. What am I worried about? To have no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient to the days the evil thereof, right? All that stuff. It's like, dang, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fool. And I think this season for a lot of people, is a season where we hear new mindsets all the time, but I truly believe it's new mindsets in terms of recognizing the imposter voice of the lie and how stupid the lie actually sounds. And Melissa and I were talking about it last night, and I, I know I've told you about this, of like those moments where that lie you used to struggle with and used to buy into, the lie that, that would pull you farther away from the Lord in some respect, 
was actually a voice of compromise and a voice of wickedness. And I believe a lot of people are hitting that point where they're recognizing the lies in their life that they didn't ever realize were there. And those lies so often pull us to compromise. They pull us away from the truth of the Lord. They pull us from more with the Lord. And they, they try to gratify ourselves. They, they try to gratify our lusts, our pleasures, our, our selfishness, our flesh, right? And belief, faith in the Lord, so many lies will attack that, right? Uh, he's not going to provide this time. Oh, do you think, do you know he's going to do it this time? Do maybe, maybe he's dropped you. Maybe he's forgotten about you. Maybe, maybe this is where he's going to let you really suffer. Right. And those lies, they can seem really true and real yeah. and really effective. But I think for a lot of people, what's happening is it's turning to where they recognize how insane that actually sounds, how wicked that actually sounds. Wait a second. I'm going to believe the lie that God's not going to provide for me? Right. What? Dude, you know? who, who said it? We believe more the the antithesis of Scripture than the actual Scripture. Right. Right? We believe more the, the lie, the lie rather the than the truth. Yeah. Of... And 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 maybe it is because there's things we can't see, and you know, there's you know, we're trusting in something we can't see. But do you ever notice you still do that with your friends and who you can see? Will they really come through? Will they really come through? Will they really provide? Will they really do? Will they really do the job that I hired them for? Will, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. instead of like, hey, their qualifications say it, man. That friend's been with me. Yeah, they failed, but like they've been with me thick and thin, thirteen years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I, be honest, I don't ever doubt you. I I, I just right. I, I don't. I think you're ugly, but I don't ever doubt you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I know you're going to perform your, your task and you do it well. And uh, the only thing I ever think about is, man, you know, how can I bless them more? How can we bless Melissa and the kids? And, you know, how do we do that? And, you know, just but there are times where we lose f- hope, faith yeah. in people. Yeah. And we can see them. So we always typically try to believe the lie first before the the actual thing. And anyways, we got to spend some time in prayer, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. You know, no, no, like it was crazy, crazy. All right, we're gonna get into some prayer. By all means, feel free to uh, put up your own prayer requests. So, Father, Lord, lift us up. You are true, and you are righteous, and you are good. You are honest. You're loving. And Lord, we want the continuation of that fire and that passion for you. Hmm. And Lord, we know our, our flesh gets weak, but our spirit is willing. Father, we just pray, sustain us. Yep. Give us the words to say. Give us the, the direction you want us to go with this fast, with our prayer. Give us the next steps of our ministry. Right. Lead us through, Lord. There's so much to be done, Father, and you tell us, pray for the laborers. And so we're praying for the laborers now, Lord, because we want to loose the chains of injustice. We want to untie the cord of the yoke. 
we want to break the yoke and set yep. the oppressed free. Yep. But we know we need laborers for that, mm. Lord. And so, Father, we raise up now those laborers, the people who can work for the harvest. I pray, Lord, that you would put on the hearts of those watching, listening, those who are fasting with us, even those who are not with us in spirit. Put the unction on them, Lord, yep. as well as us. Thank you, Lord. To do your will, yep. to carry out your kingdom, yep. to be done with the compromises that, we, that so often entangle us. Teach us, Lord, how to run the race. Lord, continue to sanctify us, please. Consecrate us because we want a nation yeah. and a body of believers that is yours through and through, 100%, yeah. no question. Lord, we want a nation on fire for God Come on. to shine your Come on. glory, Lord to speak of the beauty and the gift of Jesus Christ. To pronounce Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, as the Messiah. Yep. To bring people to the feet of Christ. Yep. For them to receive him. Lord, give us more to do. And give us the ability to do it yeah. for your kingdom. Because we need the ability to do it, Lord. We need the resources to do it. And we know you're good to give it. Yep. We're putting our requests before you, Father, because you tell us to. But we're so thankful because we know you're going to provide. We're so thankful, Lord, we know you are the giver. We know you are the source, Lord. We know we can come to you as our Father and sit with you and say, Lord, this is what I need. Dude. And I know you already know my needs. Yep, totally. And you're a good Father to give, yes. Lord. Lord, we're grateful. We, we are grateful for what we've been able to do. We're grateful for the situations you've put us in. We're grateful for the testimony you've spoken through us. And we just pray that we would get to shape more testimony for your name. Lord, we love you in your name. Um, Lord, you saw, you know the hearts, you know what we're doing and why we do it. And we're so, um, I understand my feebleness without you, Lord, so I'm not speaking out of the feebleness. I'm speaking out of the fact that Gosh, that you would even listen to us, Father. You would even hear us as we pray. And Victoria just commented something incredible. She said, uh, she wrote the scripture down, sanctify them through thy truth, Lord. Thy word is truth. That in your word is constant sanctification. That as we're being sanctified, we're being sanctified by truth. We're being purged by truth, washed by truth, loved by truth, in truth, and for truth for the Word, for Scripture, for prayer. And the more that you consecrate us, the more that you allow us that open door into the, into the throne room, that we walk out never the same. Mm -hmm. 
that that's the real purging and fire, that you burn out every work that doesn't belong, Lord. And one of the hardest prayers I've ever had to pray was, Lord, everything in my life is yours. Mm-hmm. Everything. And we have to trust you with it. And I, and I want to do that more and more, just trust you with more, trust you with everything. It's easy to say everything, but when you really search your heart, do you really trust him with everything? And I think that's what this fast is doing. As we loose the bands of wickedness and others and the yokes, unloose the ones in us, the yokes, the, bur- the bondages, the strongholds we've put up. So we can see clearly, Lord, so we're not hypocrites, so we're not pointing out errors in other people, and here we are with a giant log in our own eye, you know, that we're walking in the ways of Christ. Yeah, like Mike said, that we can truly say we love you above anything else. That fasting produces so many cool things, but that if it doesn't produce you, we're doing it in vain. Like 1 Corinthians talks about in 13, chapter 13, if we don't, if we don't have love, we could do everything to sacrifice ourselves, but I don't mean nothing if we don't have your love in us. But I'm asking for that Romans 5 prayer, Lord, that your love is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. And I pray that we can walk in that, Lord, every day, even when we don't feel it, that we believe it. I walk as a son of God because I believe it. That even when persecutions come, when things don't go our way, when that, Lord, we see the grand plan of what you're doing. We see the sovereignty of what you're doing. That, Lord, we've done all we can, and that, Lord, you take care of the rest. I pray we continue to live that, that way. We've done all we know to do. You do the rest now. It's funny what Wanda said the other night. Like, he lets you get to the end of yourself before he moves. You know, it's so true. I've heard that a thousand times, but it just made so much sense when she said it. Um, we wait and wait, and then all of a sudden we weren't really waiting. We were wanting God to move. And because he didn't move fast enough, we, we try to do it. Right. And then all of a sudden, once we've exhausted every effort, he gives more grace for it. He gives more grace. So even the people watching on YouTube, bless their day, Father. Bless their effort. People watching on Facebook and all the other platforms, Father, I, you know, Rumble and whatever was going on. We had a great turnout on Rumble. Lord, we just we bless your name because they're tuning in because they want the spirit of the Lord. They want that. And all we're as conduits. I love being a conduit. But Lord, would you bless them to show them that they can be a conduit for others too? Yeah. That politics doesn't rule our day. That's idolatry. That wickedness doesn't rule our day. That's idolatry. To focus only on wickedness. Read Philippians 4 and focus on things that are true, pure, just, honest, a pure report. Think on those things. And that we begin to do that, Lord. And as we do that, Father, you put peace in our heart that passes all understanding. Because this nation deeply needs a move of God. But I've realized the move begins in us. And as we move, they move. <laughs> At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess. There's no there's salvation found in no other name except Jesus. 
that Jesus is exalted in our lives. And Holy Spirit, you would lead us always to Christ. And you do. Thank you for that. And to the sovereignty of God, the Father. And then we never lose sight of that stuff. We never lose sight of that and how you bless our team and our effort at church there, Father, that each marriage is blessed and sanctified, that you're working things out for your good. In Jesus' name, in the marriages of our church and the marriages of our staff and our pastor Todd and Jan, and that, Lord, you're, as you're sanctifying them, you're sanctifying us. And that, Lord, the blessings that fall on them fall on us too. And that, Lord, we continuously push them through the gate because they need support. And you would undergird this church. You would undergird our ministry. You would undergird the things. And all of our supporters, Father, that at all the seeds that they've sown, all that, whether it's prayer, whether it's financial, that, Lord, it's about really doing what you call them to do. And that, Father, through their obedience, you bless them because you're such a good father to do it. And even our prayers are moving heaven right now, thunder and lightning. But we're so grateful, Lord. We're grateful to just pray, to be in your presence. And sometimes I can't even look up because you're so awesome. And when you fill the room, man, nothing else matters. We love that you're filling our, our kitchens, our cars, our living rooms, our secret places, our bedrooms. You're filling those places with your presence. Work. (laughs) And that our kids see why we do this. It's not because we, not because we find a joy necessarily in the flesh of it. It's because we find joy in obedience to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. The imagery of his presence in every room hit me. I just feel him. Right. He's here. Well, He's so like, here, bro. And and the the joy to have him in every room of the house. Every every room that you're in, everywhere you go, right? Yeah. And I think that's something that it's cool because it grows the closer you get to him the the more you you're just with him all the time it doesn't mean you don't every days where where are you lord i'm not really feeling you but at the same time you know he's right there you know he's walking with you yeah you know man no it's cool i'm sorry guys i (laughs) We do a podcast, so we we realize we've got to talk. Sometimes it's just you want to just sit in his presence a little bit, you know. Yeah. And if there again, I'm gonna throw it out there. If there's anything we can pray for you for, yeah, totally. Please throw it out there. Anything uh, on Rumble and eat? Mm-hmm. No. A couple of viewers on Rumble. Hey, guys, post it up. You got something for us to pray for? Questions? We'll do it. Game on. Amen, Victoria. Highest praise. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I thank you for bondages broken. Praise the Lord. Praise God through whom all blessings flow. 
Lord, even let us not be guilty of not praising you where you have to make the rocks do it. Right. I pray we do it. I pray we do it, Lord. I think I'm looking at scriptures of, you know, all these things you wrote down. Um, <coughs> Joel, did you read Joel? I have not yet. No. This is cool. Joel chapter 2, 12 to 13. He says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. You know what he meant, said there? Tear open your heart. Tear open your heart. Don't tear your garments. They used to do that when they fasted. There was an outward representation of what was going on inside. Mm -hmm. He says, tear your heart up, not your garments. Expose your heart to the Lord. He says this, return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. And the only reason calamity gets sent is because of our disobedience. Because we disobey, because we don't submit to him. We do it our way, not his way. Because of our idolatry of ourselves. And that the Lord would break us of that. And I'm not perfect at it. <laughs> you know, like, that's why I don't cap on folk, man. I don't, I don't want to be guilty of idolatry. You know, I don't want to be guilty of that. Um, go ahead. And notice he says, he is gracious and compassionate. Yeah, he really is. Slow to anger and abounding in love. Dude, he's faithful. That's God's first reaction with something. His first reaction is graciousness, compassion, being slow to anger, being abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. In other words, he tries to not have to send calamity. Now, there's a point where it's like, I have to. The, the sin has reached heaven. I cannot avoid it any longer. I'm going to punish you. I'm going to send the calamity. But how much God wants to relent. God doesn't want to send the calamity. If only you would repent. If only you would humble yourselves. And it's like God pleads with his people, would you just repent? Would you just humble yourselves? Get the contrite heart, and it'll go well with you. Please do this. Why? If people, well, you don't have to punish. Yeah. He's saying it's up to you. You have to do this. Otherwise, if you don't, I have to then be just and punish you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be angry with you. I don't want to be wrathful with you. I want to love you and have compassion on you and pour grace out upon you and pour blessing on you, but I have to be just and righteous. And at some point, if we as a people don't get that message, there's nothing left for us. Truth. But the consequences of our sin. Agreed. Romans 1. God gave them up. To a reprobate mind. To a reprobate mind. It took a whole progression, and finally, God gave them up. What does that mean? He said, fine, have it your way. 
not only that, do what you want. Their wisdom was foolishness. He said he gave them over to a mind that doesn't know right from wrong. Right. That's reprobate. That's what that means. They were void of judgment of what was right and what was wrong. Their conscience was seared. Because they wanted it. That's what they wanted. That's why it's so crazy, man. With the Lord, you can't play fences. No. Yeah, you can't be in and out, man. He hates that stuff. He don't like that. Don't teeter with the Lord, especially when you know what you're supposed to do. Just do it right. And he's calling out to you right now to do that. And some of you just need to repent of that. Oh, dude, can I tell Les? Yeah. I wish Les was on. Yeah. I probably could call him. He'd probably come on. But he told me a story about his dad. He passed away. Um, and uh, he said, my dad rejected the gospel for so long. And, you know, I'm going to do it how I see fit. I don't need to, you know, preach telling me you live how you want to live kind of thing. And I knew his dad a little bit. I didn't know him well, but. And Les is a friend of mine, a pastor friend from Minnesota. And he said to me, um, Dad was, we knew he was on his way out, so he said I was going to go visit Dad. And I told my sister, I want everyone to leave the room when I get there. I just need a moment to, moment with Dad. And then he sat down with him, and Les is such an evangelist. He's so good at it. But he said, Dad, if you died tonight, would, would you know if you went, you know, would you know that you're going to heaven? His dad said, of course. <laughs> he goes, Why? He said, well, I'm a pretty good person, man. I've done a lot of good for people. I was never wrong or rude or whatever. I was never like that. I, I did what I did, you know, and all the good things. And he said, dude, I spent, I just broke down the gospel. Just simple. Just broke it down. And his dad told him, I'd never heard that explained like that before. So he quickly trusts in the Lord. He repents, right? And dude, I got like, I got hit with the Holy Spirit. He said he passed knowing the Lord. So he asked him before he passed, he said, you know, do you know if you go to heaven? He, when you die, you go to heaven. He said, yeah. He said, why? He said, because Jesus is Lord, basically, you know. Amen. And he goes, you know what's so funny about that, Mass? My dad never repented of his, his uh, you know, leaving his family, you know, all that stuff, like stuff he did to them. He never repented of all the wicked stuff. You know what he repented of? His good works. Hmm. All of us repent for the things we've done wrong. Have we repented for the good works we thought were for the Lord? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow, man. I was like, oh, I never heard that before. How many of us are saying we're good enough to go to heaven, but we're not trusting in the merits of Jesus Christ and him crucified and the blood on Calvary that was shed for me on a tree because he didn't have to do it, and he did it. How many of us are trusting in that simple thing of Christ, that belief in him, not our good works? Maybe some of us just need to repent of our good works. I, I just, when he said that to me, I'm like, I have never heard that before. We're all repenting of watching things we shouldn't watch on the internet or uh, how we treated our sister yesterday or how we didn't do this or something we, we didn't pray when we should, like all the wrong. But yet we'll say, Lord, but I did that right. But Lord, I did that. Our righteousness is filthy rags. And I just thought, how cool and how many of us need to repent of good works, and you can take a moment to do that. We're, we should take a five-minute break and let yeah. people do that. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a five-minute break. We'll be right back. We're going to leave the stream running. We'll just put up the screen, mute the mics. Take that time. Take that five minutes to to repent, not just of the bad works, but the filthy rags that you think are good works that you did out of your own flesh, out of your own drive, out of your own desire, the convenient things, the things that we thought were sacrifices, 
getting right back to that whole sacrifice versus obedience thing. Spend a couple of minutes with the Lord sure. on this. You really need to. And ask the Lord, here, I'm going to prompt you, ask the Lord to show you those things that have misdirected you and been lies that you've been believing about where you're at with the Lord. And he'll show you. He'll start to lead those things forward into your heart. Those are the things to repent of. So we're going to take five minutes. We'll be right back. And uh, I can't wait to hear testimonies. I'm waiting to hear testimonies. So we love you guys. We'll see you in a couple minutes. All right. Welcome back, guys. Uh, thank you for that little bit of break. We needed it, and I'm sure you guys did too, to spend some time in prayer about both the bad things and the good things. And when we say good things, we mean good things in the flesh, not the spiritual good things, the fruit that the Spirit is producing. It's the works of the flesh that don't count. Uh, it's going to be me from the here, here on out until the end of the podcast. Uh, Massey and Isaiah had to run out. Um, some times got switched up on them, so they were not able to stay as long as they wanted to. Uh, but you got me, and it's all good. I'm used to this. I really am. I've done it once or twice. You know how it goes. I think there are times where we all need to take a deep breath. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up, even in the spiritual things, we get wrapped up in this idea of I've got to have more. I've got to, I've got to white knuckle it. I've got to bear down. And sometimes I think you need to be told, just be still. And I was just asking the Lord, hey, Lord, what do you want to say to the people? What do you want to say to these people who are listening, those who are watching? What's, what's the flow here? What's the vein? And I think that it really is, be still. Know that I am God. That peace that surpasses all understanding is something that we can hold on to and cherish But sometimes we've got to realize that we have to actually embrace it. And there are plenty of worries and things that are going to come at you, pushing and shoving and pulling at your attention, at your energy, your courage. And sometimes you just got to stop and rest and allow the Lord. And it was funny during the break. I've got something on my mind that's like, okay, how do I organize and coordinate this so that I can do this because otherwise this and that and the other thing. And I don't know the full extent of it, but I felt like the Lord was telling me, just relax, okay? Just relax. I've got it. It's not even anything big, but it's added time. It, it's added stress in order to figure out to get done, that kind of thing. And God is good. It's not that he's going to make your life perfect, but he will lead you beside quiet waters and green pastures. 
he will tell you, be still. You could be in the desert, exhausted, scared, worn out, and he tells you to rest. Just rest. He's going to feed you. He's going to clothe you. He's, he's the perfect shepherd. A shepherd will lead his sheep and tell his sheep when it's time to just rest and lay down. Okay, we found the spot. Enjoy. We're, we're not moving for a little bit. Just rest. And you can rely on him in that, in that whole process. And I think we decide, we've got to figure out, when am I going to rest? When am I going to figure things out to where I can take a step back? Instead of seeking him on it, Okay, Lord, I'm feeling worn out. Do I need to be praying for energy or are you bringing rest? And so I encourage you in that of we are over, by far, overstimulated, we're overworked, we're, we're under-rested. Our minds are going constantly. We are bombarded with all kinds of things. 24-7. How rare it is that we choose to rest. And I think that the Sabbath is a great example of that. What is your Sabbath like? What is that day of rest like? Christ even says, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man. And think about it, because if, if we don't set aside rest, if we don't listen to the Lord on rest, what we'll do is we will work and work and work and work and work. And we'll run ourselves ragged. I'm, I'm definitely uh, guilty of that. And it's something I've got to talk to the Lord about and, and just being real in this because I'm the type of person that I don't think about rest. I don't think about vacation. I just think about I got to get the next thing done. And I'm not not trying to lift myself up as this like I'm a machine and I haven't taken a day off in hundreds of years. And it's more uh, to my shame of I'm not seeking the Lord. And it's no wonder when I feel worn out. And then there's almost a twinge of if somebody's like, you need, you need some rest, you need to take a break, you need to take a day off, whatever. There's almost a twinge of like, no, I don't. I need to keep going. And it's really interesting that I'm on this vein because I think for a lot of us, we think about spiritual disciplines, we think about prayer, we think about fasting, which, of course, today is a day of prayer and fasting. It's also a day of reflection with the Lord getting in his presence, of, of contemplating who he is, his character, your relationship with him. And rest is part of that. On the seventh day, God rested. So you expect to do more than God? You expect to be able to go farther than God? Now, did God need a day of rest because he just couldn't handle that seventh day? 
But he knew how important it was to set the example for us. He knew how important it was for him. He set that day aside for us with him. I'm not getting into the doctrinal debate around the Sabbath. Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? Is it any day of the week? Is it not a day of the week? Do we bother with it? Do we don't? I'm not getting into that. What I'm talking about is this concept of a Sabbath, this concept of setting aside time with the Lord in rest. Because if we try to white-knuckle our faith, and we try to bear down and do more works in order to get to it, and I am a disciplined obedience guy, but at the same time, there is a sense of where you're trying to engineer your faith. You're going about it wrong. And what we can actually get into is start to engineer the voice of the Lord or engineer the encounters with the Lord or engineer experiences with the Lord. Well, I've got to shape it because otherwise he won't do it. He, I, Was that him? It must have been him because otherwise he hasn't done anything. And I know I'm speaking to some people here. Allow him. And maybe it takes more rest and patience in him than you think you should be able to give. Maybe you think, well, I could do 15 minutes, and if he hasn't shown up in 15 minutes, well, I've got work. It, you know what the amazing thing is? When I am sure to spend time with the Lord and set, set aside time, it's amazing how he still puts things together. And I've grown in faith of, I didn't get that done because I was doing this for the Lord. Truly, the Lord brings something across my place like, okay, I'll handle that, Lord. With faith and trust that the other things still will get done. My perfect no. But it takes a load off. And so I want you in all of this to contemplate what does it mean to pray and fast and rest in the Lord? To set aside that time, get in his presence and rest with him. During the, the break, the couple hours off, I went home and one of my sons was watching a cartoon. Uh, the wife was out with the youngest, and the middle kid was taking a nap in the bedroom. And so I just sat in the bedroom with the lights off, spending some time with the Lord, praying. And it, there were things that popped up that I could pray into, but there was also a time of just sitting there with the Lord, just being still. And there's value in that. And I, you could probably tell, Massey and I came back. Both of us are a little tired. And it's not necessarily the fast. It's just he and I never stop running, which is a sign of like, hey, rest. Take some time. And I've got to figure out how to do better at that. And so please, by all means, put in the comments if, if you're learning how to do that, if you're growing in that of figuring out how do I do this? How do I balance this stuff? It's important. And I hope I'm speaking to some people on that. You need it. And I want to tell you, uh, in the grand scheme of all the world affairs, because every day you're going to hear doom and gloom. 
You're going to hear from the major conservative commentators, the biggest voices in in the social media sphere. You're going to hear how it's all falling apart. It's all coming to an end. New World Order, Illuminati, Klaus Schwab, all of it. And that takes energy to be whipped up all the time. And if you're one of those people that you love that stuff, you can't get enough because I was very much one of those people. I was always looking at the news, listening to the commentators. And granted, a part of my job is to do that. So it gets difficult sometimes. But I really have learned how to push back from all of the news and the social media and all of that. Because it didn't produce much good in me. What it did produce was anxiety and worry and all of that. And I find that if I'm on news or social media too much, my countenance darkens. I get more pessimistic. I get depressed. I get discontented. Especially with the social media, the, the YouTube shorts and all of that. Because what do you see? You see other people at their best. You see curated content. Nobody's going to put... They may put their worst, but they're going to put it for a reason because they know it'll get clicks. But nobody's going to put their banal. They're, they're not going to put their boring. And most people are going to put curated content, and even their, their vulnerabilities or their weaknesses, they will craft that and curate it for you. They will still have skeletons in the closet and problems and depressions and issues that they don't want you to know about because that's that's not going to help their image. It's not going to help their brand. It's not going to help them expand their channel. There's stuff Massey and I are not going to talk about on air. And he and I have actually had a discussion of like, okay, do we do, we do an episode where we kind of get it all off, get it all off our chest, get it out there, so that way it's never used against us and we have to play defensive. Because at this point, what's shame? We're redeemed by Christ. And if you have Christ, you are redeemed by Christ. Your old self is dead and buried. You are now new in him. But what you're seeing in social media is so often curated content to make you feel a certain way and make you click, make you buy, make you subscribe, make you watch more, make you feel a certain way. And what I found is the more I watch that, the more I'm, I'm just torn up inside. And sometimes it's super delayed because at first you'll feel motivated. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I want to do that. That's what I want to be a part of, or, or that's what I want to think. That's, that's where I want to go. And then you turn it off, and you realize you're sitting in your living room, and nothing's changed, and there's a part of you that gets depressed. There's a part of you that gets disconnected, discontented. And if you allow that seed to grow, that seed will germinate, and it will grow into bitterness. And the stats and the research prove it, especially with the advent of Instagram. And I'm not calling out Instagram that it's more evil than any of the others. All social media has its ills. But when they did research, especially on teenage girls, they found 
rates of depression and attempted suicide were skyrocketing. And it directly correlates with the advent and the explosion of Instagram. And I think curated photo or video social media. Facebook, a little bit different because it was profiles. And it, it was, so it was a little bit more washed across. But you still had everybody's posting up their best best life ever pictures. And people were, were getting more depressed. And there's all kinds of clinical research that's been done about that. So why am I saying all that? Because maybe you need rest from things you don't even realize you need. And people will say, I'm going on a social media fast. It's not a fast. You know us uh, here at Self Evident. We don't talk that way. <laughs> What we say is we say, I'm, I'm putting something away, I'm fasting from food and water, but I'm, I'm putting away social media, or I'm not doing social media, I'm, I'm, I'm going a different route. And maybe that's what you need to do in order to find how to be still in the Lord. Because I think you're going to find your mind will clear, your emotions will level out. Your energy will return. Your passion and your drive for things that seemed mundane will start to return. Because you're not seeing the extremes anymore. You're not seeing the highs of the highs. You're, you're not getting that massive dopamine arousal and all of that. You're living real life. And you'll be able to pour back into real life. So I highly recommend, I dare you, challenge you, take a week off social media. Take a week off entertainment. Turn the TV off. Turn the Netflix off. Turn the social media off. Maybe even the music. Or find a very chill type of music to listen to. And see what happens. At first, you're going to go through withdrawals. You will go through withdrawals because you're addicted. But a little bit after that, I think you're going to find, wow, I seem a little more stable, seem a little more even keel, seem to see things in a better perspective. I'm telling you, it's true. It's absolutely true. And I don't care if you are 7 or you're 97. And it's probably even more pronounced for kids. And I don't know why I'm on this social media kick, but... It's probably more pronounced for kids of the effect it has on them. And that might be something for you to think about with your own kids. Is, is this healthy for them? Is this exactly what I want them to have? Is this where I want them to be? Again, if you have any prayer requests, you have any questions, uh, feel free. Pour it on in. Again, we're doing a day of prayer and fasting for the nation, for the heart position of the people of America. And I want you, with me, to be praying and fasting for God's people and America. And I'm going to spend a little bit of time in prayer. And by all means, I want you to pray with me. 
want you to amen where you need to amen. If you want to add your parts of prayer in, in on the chat, go for it. And we're going to petition the Lord. Father, I'm grateful that you hear our prayers. I'm grateful to you for the love that you shower over us. I'm grateful to you for bearing with us your patience. Lord, I'm grateful to you for being a friend, knowing us, knowing what we need, and yet not forcing on us. Lovingly providing for us. And Father, I, I feel called to pray for the hearts and the minds of the people that they would shift and transform to you that their hands would be clean before you, that their robes would be washed before you, that the multitude would raise their hands and pronounce you, pronounce your glory and your worship, that a nation of people would sing out and cry out to God who is holy, to the Lamb who was slain, that the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony would ring forth throughout this nation, Lord. And Father, we speak against the strongholds of the enemy now. And we say, stronghold, jump into the sea. Mounts of the enemy, jump into the sea. We say, let the Lord reign supreme. Let his goodness and kindness inhabit the earth. I pray an expansion of tent pegs, Father. Expansion of the territory of the kingdom of God. I pray that the most unlikely people would come to you, Lord and be testaments of you, that they would glorify your name, that they would show those who otherwise would not be reached by your gospel that it's true and that God will produce change in people. I pray, Lord, that you would make bare the strongholds of wickedness that we are to pray against, that you would show what has been hidden behind curtains, be hidden behind doors. All the things that are hidden in darkness, I pray, Lord, bring those to light in the name of Jesus. Lord, it's time for wickedness 
to fall and for your righteousness to be raised up, your glory to be raised up. And Lord, sometimes words cannot describe truth. Sometimes, Lord, truth is just beyond words. And I pray the groaning in our spirit would do well to speak what we cannot with our finite vocabulary. And Lord, I pray for those ministries and those, those ministers of the gospel who are feeling discouraged, who are feeling weighed down in their, their work as laborers for the kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would lift them up, that you would encourage them, that you would give them fresh breath and new life. I pray, Lord, that they would not buy the lies of the enemy, which says that the metrics of the world are the only things that matter. I pray instead, Lord, that they would keep their eyes on you and that they would be watching you and that they would be filled to the brim by you. And that no matter the metrics of the world, it doesn't matter because they know they are producing fruit for the kingdom because your spirit is the one producing the fruit through them. I pray, Lord, that our hearts are trimmed for you. That whatever needs to be trimmed or cut or snipped for hearts to grow more for you, Lord, do it. Do it in us. Prune us. Let our tongues speak the repentance of a humble nation. And let the idols fall in our lives. I pray against the idols that have been hiding in plain sight within the body of your people. Father, I pray that those idols would no longer be able to hide, but that they would show themselves for what they are. And Lord, I pray you bring them to remembrance now that they are idols, they are not you. That those things we have put our faith in will fall and crumble. Lord, I pray, please, Father, as a people and as a nation, you would show us those idols and that we, with love for you, and a jealousy for you, tear them down in our lives and turn them to dust and ash and place you at the proper, rightful place in our hearts. Lord, we don't care about the success. We care about the faithfulness of your people. You're the one who's going to carry the victory. And I know you have victory in store, Lord. I know you have the abundance in store and blessing. I know you've got those. And you are doling those out. You are presenting them. You are providing them. And I know how much you love your body, Lord. 
And Lord, my heart's cry in this prayer is that your body would return that love to you. So that way, when we receive something from you, we receive it with such gratitude and enthusiasm and joy and the wide-eyed, loving look of a child to a father. And we would say, I am so grateful for this because it's an expression of your love, Lord. And I pray that we would know that expression of your love, that we would seek first the kingdom of God because then all else would be added unto us. And I pray, Lord, that we would not keep our eyes on the things of the world, that which moth and rust will destroy, Lord, but that we would be keeping our eyes on the spiritual treasures, the eternal treasures, and that that would motivate us. But most of all, that your love would motivate us to not accept anything less but union with our Lord. We know you're in charge, Lord, and I pray that we have the faith to know you're in charge, that you're sovereign, that your will will be done. Increase our faith, Lord. Every one of us, everyone listening, everybody watching, everybody that will listen or watch, those within the church, increase our faith. So much so, Lord, that the, the pitiful provision of the world we would laugh at because it just pales in comparison to the glory and significance of you. Refine our hearts. Refine us, Lord. Because, Lord, I want to see that each person who stands before you, nothing is burned up as hay or wood or stubble, but it all passes through the fire as gold and silver and jewels. That everything we do, Lord, is yours and so therefore remains eternally. And I do pray, Lord, that we can see the effect here on earth as well as in heaven. I pray that we get to see you work and give testimony to what you do. I pray, Lord, for miracles in these people's lives. I pray for signs and wonders that give you the glory, that lift you up, that are done by you, Lord. That they testify to the greatness of God. And Lord, I pray that those who have not come to know you through salvation would finally recognize they cannot do it on their own. And Lord, I pray especially for those who are very comfortable in life, 
Lord, I pray they don't walk away like the rich young ruler. That the trappings of the world are more important than you. I pray, Lord, that people who have everything would come to realize they have nothing. And their only hope is you. And Lord, I move further with my prayer of what would you have us do? I pray now over each and every person, please, Lord, put upon their heart what you want them to do. And I pray humility over them that they would receive it. I pray reckless abandon over them in their faith. I pray the encouragement of the angels in their life. Lord, I'm thankful for what you're doing specifically with self-evident. And Lord, the things you're putting together and, and the routes that you're having us take, we would have never imagined it. And that's so cool, Lord, because you put it together in unexpected ways. Only you can make an 11-day journey take 40 years, and yet every step is, is powerful and useful. And I pray for us at Self-Evident, Lord, that you would grow us in the route that you want us to go you would give us the resources that we need, and we know you're good to do it. And Lord, I just pray that we would make you proud, that we would be pleasing to you because we abide in you and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide, to give counsel, to provide fruit. I pray we do that. I pray, Lord, that it's a new level of seeking your face for us. And that then we can go and teach others how to seek your face in more complete ways. And Lord, I pray for your hand through the trials. And I pray for your encouragement in the midst of the trials. And I pray for your assurance in the trials. And I pray for increased faith in the trials. Pray for joy in the trials, Lord. Produce in us joy amidst our suffering and our trials. Let our prayers be with thanksgiving in all things. And Lord, open our eyes to those around us Give us courage to give your word to them. Give us courage to step out and not worry about the approval of man, but to do what you've asked us to do. And Lord, maybe that's laying hands on people for healing. Maybe that's speaking a word into somebody. Maybe that's just praying for them. Maybe it's, it's giving the gospel. Maybe it's purely the one single sentence of, do you know that Jesus loves you? You know Jesus loves you. 
There are people whose entire lives are changed by a single sentence. And I pray, Lord, that we would not just see that significance and that that power, but we would see that you've given us the joy and and the the responsibility, but you've given us the privilege of being that vessel to provide you to others. And Lord, I really am praying, give us courage, give us faith, give us reckless abandon. Lead us, Lord, to where we no longer worry about men or their approval. We don't worry about social situations. We don't worry about, well, what if God doesn't heal them? Just please, Lord, Give us that drive, that obedience, that desire, that faith to step on out where we need to step on out, to actually give our neighbors the gospel, to invite our neighbors to your house, to show your love to those who need it. Lord, I pray also, please, Lord, Cleanse us to where the bitterness and the unforgiveness would be done away with. I pray we repent, and I repent, Lord, of unforgiveness and bitterness, which destroys relationship, destroys intimacy with you. It crushes, Lord, our authority. Let us be aware, Lord, of what's hindering us. And let us run the race the way you want us to. And Lord, I'm so grateful for this time together. So grateful for these people who watch, who stick with us, who listen. Lord, I'm I'm so grateful for everything. I'm grateful I get to be a part of this, Lord. This is just... It's just me and you. I'm grateful that you've placed in me what you have. I'm grateful that I get to do what I do. I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful for your kindness. I'm grateful for your patience with me. I'm grateful for the fact that I can be a mess and a wretch, and yet you have not walked away from me, Lord. so grateful for that so lord i love you we love you we cherish you i pray lord that this prayer doesn't end at four o'clock this prayer continues until the end of our days and that people really get to know you and see you work and recognize and realize how true you are how powerful you are, how sovereign you are, how faithful you are, how gracious you are, compassionate you are, loving you are, just you are, righteous you are. I pray we get to see that. Lord, we love you. We cherish you in your name. Amen. And so we're going to round it out, guys. Listen. Prayer and fasting is something that you should not just do 
at the end of the month because a podcast does it. Prayer and fasting should be something that is part of your life regularly. I'm not saying you have to set a schedule of every day you're going to pray and fast for a day. But be open to the Holy Spirit and the Lord when he tells you to pray and fast. And this day of prayer and fasting was pretty advantageous. I know for me personally, because there's things that I'm, I'm wrestling with the Lord on that he's doing. And I'm so thankful for it. But the prayer and fast is a great part of that whole process. And so it really was timely. And I'm thankful for the ways in which it is going to produce fruit. And I highly recommend it. And if you didn't fast and you're kind of thinking like, well, maybe I should have done that. Pray and see, okay, Lord, do you want me to do it tomorrow? Do you want me to do it Sunday? Lord, do you want me to fast? Do you want me to spend time in prayer? He wants to spend time with you. He absolutely wants to spend time with you. He cherishes it. And I don't care who you are. The whole reason he sent his son to die on a cross was to redeem you. And he's not redeeming you so that he can keep you to the side and never spend time with you, never pay attention to you, never commune with you, never unite with you. That's a fool's errand. To go through all of that just to put you to the side. So if you're hearing that voice now of he doesn't want to spend time with you, he doesn't want to be with you, in the name of Jesus, I say voice be silent Lies be removed. And I speak to you and say, the Lord wants to spend time with you. He cherishes it with you. But do not go in with expectations of what it should look like because then you will be disappointed and you will not have seen how he was sitting with you. Open yourself up to the Lord and enjoy time with him. And it may be tough and you'll get distracted and you won't be able to focus and you might fall asleep a little bit. That's, that's your flesh sparking up. Get through that and keep going and spend time with the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and round this out. We're going to close it out. And I'm so thankful to all of you who who tuned in, who stuck with us, who were here. I, w- I want to say thank you to you guys. And I will say, please be sure to like, subscribe, do all the things, because it helps the algorithms. It really is an actionable step you can take if we provide something to you and, and you don't have the resources to provide donations. We are a nonprofit. We are a ministry. We run on the donations of faithful people, our supporters, who want to sow into this ministry. And I am telling you, ministry is taking off for us in a way we never thought. So please sow into that. But if you don't feel called to sow in financially, you don't feel called to do that, or you don't have the finances for it, at the very least... Like, subscribe, comment, share, 
because it helps the algorithm so that we can still minister to other people who might not have seen this message otherwise. And if you don't feel even that can be an actionable step right now for you, although click, 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 done, we still cover your prayers. Intercede for us. In your prayer and fasting times, please intercede for us. Pray that the Lord would provide for us, would show us the way, would give us new revelation, would, would protect us and create his hedge around us as we move forward. So we will be back on Monday. It'll be good old format. And I just want to say I hope you guys have a great weekend. We love all of you so much. We're so grateful for all of you. We're thankful to you. And guys, we're going to keep going. It's game on. We're doing what we're doing, and we know the Lord is moving. So until Monday, have a great weekend. Love all of you. We'll see you guys Monday.